I remember her coming to me after she told me, oh, I'm pretty sure you look too fit, that you probably have just a flu. She came and hugged me and she said, sweetie, you have cancer. Was she loving? Was she very loving? Very loving. Yeah. And that's a really important point. Very loving. That's a really important point. Yeah. Because what I hear there, this is huge is that like it could be some, like even the people that are full of love can be convinced of something that isn't true and can convince us to believe it yeah right yeah right so so incredibly toxic limiting maybe fatal beliefs can come packaged through a loving expression most of us never learned how to train our brains which is why most of us needlessly settle struggle, and worse, suffer. My name is Chris Doris, and I want to make brain training mainstream. This is my series, Tough Talks, Conversations on Mental Toughness. I'm interviewing badasses from all walks of life on what mental toughness means to them and their unique approaches to strengthening their minds. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Tough Talks, Conversations on Mental Toughness. I am your host, Chris Doris. Our guest today is named Veronica Villanueva. And Veronica was diagnosed three and a half years ago. Uh, This is being recorded in April of 2020. So around September of 2016, she was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer and uh, was given a six month life sentence, which apparently is pretty standard for that. And, um, and that was pre-biopsy. And I only know that because I read her book, right? And we're going to be talking a lot about her book. Like I actually studied her book. A lot of notes we're going to ask her. We're going to grill her on. This book is so incredibly powerful uh, for so many reasons. The, the one that we're going to focus on, I mean, she's got all these menus of like healthy food exercises of, of treatments. But most of the book is, uh, is about mentality. And, and her healing, of course, started with that, according to her. Uh, I haven't had a conversation with her yet uh, prior to today, so I'm, I have I have a million questions lined up for her. But let me read you a, a little. Well, anyway, so she challenged the diagnosis. She's di- she's diagnosed. She's given a six month death sentence, and she just basically says, "Yeah, no, I believe in the diagnosis. I don't believe in the prognosis." So uh, she changed her her life, and she actually attributes she took full ownership. And this is an amazing book. She just really takes. I mean, talk about mental toughness. She gets it. It's not her language, but she sure as hell gets mental toughness. You know, she, she told God, she's like, all right, I got this. I got cancer. I know I created it for myself. I'm not asking you to heal me. I created this. I'll heal myself, but I could use some help. I, 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 that has to come up in this interview because I love that about her, that she takes that kind of ownership. So anyway, she, Veronica discovered her why after being diagnosed with stage four cancer in 2016, she knows She's alive today to share grace, blessings, and the lessons that cancer has taught her. Her incurable disease gave her the gift of knowing herself, loving herself, and sharing herself with others in a profound way. Through her work as a trained Cordon Bleu chef and certified health coach, Veronica aims to inspire others to embrace a holistic lifestyle built on a commitment to growth, eating healthy foods, taking the time to create memorable moments, and of course, fostering loving relationships. Let's get at it with no further ado. She's here waiting for us. Let's go find her. Where are you, Veronica? 
Ah, founder, here she is, Veronica Villanueva. Hello, friend, thank you so much for making time for us. Hello, Chris, how are you? And I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me to your badass podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. I'm flattered. <laughs> well, I am flattered, and I'm also um, relieved because I'm off the hook now. Uh, I was literally instructed, instructed by multiple people <laughs> to, have, to, get, to do whatever it took to get you onto this podcast because of the badass, or badass that you are <laughs> that we're going to explore in depth. Yeah, I think there's a few people that you know that have also appeared here as guests on Tough Talks. Laura Jane Bolton. Yes, yes beautiful person. Coach. Yeah. Beautiful. You know, as I was reading your book, we'll get to this in a second, but you were reminding me of you two. If you haven't connected on a really deep level, I, I implore you to, to make that happen because yes. you, as I was reading your book, you guys remind me of each other so much. Marietta Oslanch. Oh, another beautiful soul. Francis Pichet. Oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So these are, this is your posse. Oh gosh. And yeah. they've all been guests on Tough Talks before. They're beautiful people, and yes, we actually have had many moments where we shared meals together and oh, conversations. So so now I'm jealous. Those I, are all I will join you for moments. one of those. Absolutely. Whenever you are here, let yeah. me know. And you're in Santa Monica, yeah? I know. I wish. I'm actually in Hollywood Hills, but I love it oh. here. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 30 minutes from there. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Well, I, I, I told everybody a bit, quite a bit about you in the introduction. And what I'd love to do is, um, is to, to just kind of jump right into and let you, the, the book be the storytelling. Yeah. Okay. Because, because you sent me this copy and by the way, I want to send you, or just say thank you for this. This inscription is so beautiful. It's so, you know, we, this is the first day we've ever spoken live to each other. As soon as I read this, I'm like, I love this woman already. It was very Aww. sweet. So thank you for that. Thank you for sending this. Look, I've studied it. This is how I, this is how I studied wow. it. This means so when, this, when this happens, it means I, I didn't read it. It means I studied it. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I do understand what it means to read and to study. Yeah. I do both. Yeah, well, you got me captivated straight away. And uh, so let me just let people know what we're talking about here. So, Because this, this book just, just came out with like, um, like a month, right? Absolutely, yes. This yes. is fresh. So the great, and I, the title's fascinating. And, and I, and I want to actually start with that. So the title is The Grace of Cancer. The subtitle is Lessons in Humility and Greatness. Yes. Would you tell us a little bit about, now folks already explained to them uh, in the introduction, a bit about your story. Okay. So why that title? Well, good question, Chris, because my title, my initial title was going to be cancer was the best thing that's ever happened to me. Well, you do say that. Right. <laughs> make <laughs> that pretty clear. A friend of mine actually one day told me that V that's a little too long. And I thought noted, I said, next tomorrow when I go for a hike, I will revisit my title. The old V would have lost sleep, would have gotten obsessed, would have justified herself to a friend. But the new V, the new transformed V, yeah. accepted it and said, okay, and planned for it the, the next day and moved on okay. and had dinner and slept well. Yeah. The next day I go for my hike and I said, okay, 
two and a half hours later, I'm still hiking and I'm thinking, okay, this is way too long. Normally I don't hike for that long. <laughs> so you, were, you were hiking until you came up with the new title? Exactly. Then I realized yeah, I could be hiking to for control a week. this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in great shape by the time I come up with this damn title. <laughs> yes. Shedding 30 pounds already, or right? Dehydrated, right. <laughs> so um, then I found myself hiking for much longer than I'm used to. And I thought, okay, you're trying to control the situation here. And if you really have faith that God is going to give you this title, um, then you're going to go home and continue writing. So I did exactly that. I turned around, went home, took a shower, and I'm typing, and my assistant comes after five o'clock. And I'm not kidding you, within an hour that he was here, all of a sudden, as I'm typing and he's transcribing my, my, my manuscript, I yelled and I'm like, oh my God! literally like this and tears just started coming down my eyes wow and then i'm like i know my title as i said that i was also i knew also i was getting the download of what my book cover would look like and this is exactly yeah right and i have a question about that too so these designs yes alex explain that and because there's okay. a um, reason behind that we'll get to and that so, you want to start with that or you want to get, get back to that I no, I'll, 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 I'll finish I'll finish what I wanted to say which is okay. as I realized I was given the download of that's it I know what my title is the grace of cancer hmm. and the reason why it's grace is if you if you you know research what grace really means it's something that you're given, whether you deserve it or not. You didn't ask for it. It's something that wasn't planned. It's just given. Mm -hmm. And I thought, it's, you're not, it's not a reward. It's not a punishment. It just is. Oh, I love that. So mm. cancer wasn't given to me. That's a mic drop moment. <laughs> I like to slow it down when that happens. Well, I'm glad I gave you those moments. I hope I'll be giving you more of those. Chris. Well, this is, you know, I, you, it, well, you will be. And I know it by, by virtue of having read the book. And um, yeah, so my commitment you know, to my audience is to make sure that at the end of each of these interviews that they walk away with something, at least a thing, like a concrete, unambiguous thing mm -hmm. that they can e either use as a, as a, as a, um, a thinking, um, a paradigm shift or something to go do. Right. Or both, right. right? A new practice, a new way of living, a new way of looking at life. So, so would you repeat that? It ain't. It, it, so, I have a mantra which is "ain't bad, just is." But you said it's not. It's not. It's not good. At, oh, I forget exactly how you said it, but you ended it by saying it just is. Is right. So it's neither a punishment nor a reward. Ah, oh, thank you. It just is, and it was. And it's my responsibility and my role in life to figure out why I was given it. What's the message behind? So grace. So you were graced. I was graced. And so, mm -hmm. and the reason, so why is it grace for me? Because even the title itself is grace, the way it was given to me. During the entire journey of healing myself, I have experienced many grace. And some were lessons, a lot of them were lessons. And lessons in, first of all, in humility and things that led to me 
being a badass. <laughs> and um, because along the way, I had to pick up, you know, um, some skills or sharpen some of the skills that were that I already had in order to be where I am today, which is not just as a survivor, but a warrior who is thriving mm. in life and who feel like I feel like I have um, almost cracked a, you know, a, a, a formula on how to live a simple, a simpler life in a sense where we go back to basics and we try to figure out what we can and can't control in life. And I think that when that is something that is very clear in our mind and in our, in our heart, um, it makes living much simpler, less chaotic, and just more peaceful. Amen. So, so do people call you V? V, they do call me. So v. should I call you V? You can call me V. I even Good. have a tattoo here on my. Oh, right on. Okay. <laughs> can you can you just slide over a little bit so we can see your your uh, logo? My V. Yeah, there it is. That's 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 your logo. V. Don't get used to it because that's changing. Oh. I'm rebranding. <laughs> okay. All right. But I still I still love my V because it's still on my arm, my shoulder actually. That's cool. So, but I don't want to forget your second question to the book, which is that the uh, the the uh, the images, the book cover. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get back to that. I okay. promise you I won't forget that. Okay. All right, good. Because I've highlighted that in my notes. Okay. Because cool. I think it's fascinating. Cool. But I wanted to start with the beginning of the book because on the very first page, there's a word that's interesting and it's finish. Yes. And I was captivated by it. It's, I don't even know how to say it right. I'll just try. Sisu? Exactly. Oh, right on. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and here's, here, this, is the, this is what got me. And this is, this is you. This is you saying this okay or maybe it's not maybe it's i don't know who it is i'll tell you it's oh amelia 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 lathi sisu begins where perseverance and grit end (laughs) i had to highlight that part i have the goosebumps i feel that right now and that's amazing see most people like so my response that was holy shit That's exactly what I wanted you to say. <laughs> well, good job. I, you got it. You're getting what you wanted. You're getting the result you went for. Because I thought, man, I, I don't think I've ever thought about that before. Because like, it's like you talk about in mental toughness all the time. It's like perseverance and how important it is. And grit is like this, it's like this you know, it's, it's, a, it's such a, a um, it's almost cliche at this point. Grit has become such a popular a word. But I get it and I love it, what it means. You know, staying with, not giving up. But this word apparently is beyond that. It's beyond that. <laughs> it's Talk beyond about that, that if you would, because I, I think that I think this is going to be another mic drop and takeaway for people. Because I don't think that it's not enough to be to have the perseverance and the resilience and the strength because there will always be somebody else. But what makes you different from others and that separates you from others is the ability to out in a way keep going. When you think you can't is another huge reason why you should. You know, it's that because most people, when they feel like they can't, they submit to that. To be a badass, Mm -hmm, to, mm -hmm, to, mm -hmm. to, to get what you want and what you so desire. And for me, my desire was to live. Yeah. Right. And so like I talk a lot about the all in state. That's one of my, it's part of my whole gig. 
is the, is the state of mind when you're infinitely committed to something. You get that. That may not be your language, but I was reading it loud and clear in here. We're going to get to another point. On page 69, you're going to talk about the decision. You made a decision. It's fascinating. Oh, yeah. And I love the language that you use. Let's talk about, though, for a second, um, the very initial. So when you were first diagnosed, it was September of 2016, right? Stage four lung cancer. You were not, you're not a drinker, right? You don't do drugs. Uh, did you ever smoke? Mm-mm. I mean, you know, of course, when you're young, you yeah, scared. but like you weren't a smoker. You didn't smoke no. a pack of cigarettes a day. No. And, okay, so and I'm you're an in shape. Athlete. You play, you I, play I, tennis, I'm a, right? Oh, you're yeah. a tennis player, right? Okay. So, okay, right. Competitive. And, I'm there to win. Right, Roger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sit at the other end of that table and the dinner in Santa Monica. <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong thing to you. <laughs> so let's talk about the very first moments, all right, when the doctor said you have stage four lung cancer and you have six months to live. And I don't mean the first several seconds because you say, of course, you're in shock. You're like, are you kidding me? But like, it's, it's by the sounds of it, you didn't, you didn't submit to that at all. Never. Like, ever. Never. Never. You were more like, eh, I don't think so. Like, that sucks. That's not what I wanted to hear. Eh, um, no, you know what it I'm is? I'm six months. Like, I, I don't I think you ever on. challenged a diagnosis. You challenged a prognosis. Right. I always say, listen intently, deliberately, when the doctor gives you your diagnosis. It's important to educate yourself and understand your disease. Beyond that, plug your ears. You don't need mm. to know the prognosis mm. because you, what you believe, mm. your body hears very loudly. Yes. And you cannot afford to have anything toxic like that in your body. You yeah. To- yeah, yeah. You talked about, oh, you're giving me goosebumps already. <laughs> so here's the, one, here's the one. I'm so glad I made notes. So here's the, the note. Here's the note. It says, can you read that? It says, I'm, I'm doomed. Yes. Right? Let's on talk the about that for a second. Huh? On the tennis court, I said that. You were on a tennis I, court when you said that yes. because you're getting a divorce, right? You had not been diagnosed yet. No. You did no, not. Okay. No. Um, I had not been diagnosed. No. Right. No. Right. And the whole point of this is that you were saying to yourself, you know, like, my life is falling apart. I'm doomed. Yeah. Right? And you know what? And I'll, read, I'll read what it body. says. What's yes. that? I felt it in my body. Yeah. I'm doomed. I believe that was the moment that triggered the cancer. The mind and body share a powerful connection. And by speaking those words, I had told my body that my life was over. So, so you really believe that you, cre- you take so much like, complete and emphatic ownership of the fact that you created cancer. Absolutely. It was the best news I, received, I gave myself. Yeah, you created it. Like you're the op- if here's a victim, <laughs> yeah. you're in the next universe. Seriously, because you, you just take complete ownership to the point where I imagine that some people might read this who's like loved ones died of cancer and might think that that's kind of offensive. I don't. I think it's amazing because you're, say, you're taking ownership, right, that this is, this is the byproduct of my creation and I'm going to take ownership of that fact. And there, and you also say at one point that that's the good news of that is that I can change it. Right. Well, because I believe that, um, 
when I realized what had happened to my body and my mind, the connection between the two, I became very deliberate about the language that I, you know, used. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I, I don't use certain words. Um, um, and so to me, it was such good news and what people don't understand. And I, what I want, if there's anything I would like your, your followers and your listeners to um, get today is that, um, it's really, really important to understand that when you're given a diagnosis like what I got, not by one doctor, five doctors, remember that. Five male doctors. Oh, I, I, don't, I didn't read that. Yeah, five male doctors gave me the same diagnosis. They were waiting okay, for me. Okay, I was right. getting wheeled into my room. When you, they gave you the same diagnosis, meaning stage uh, yeah, four lung cancer. Yeah, they were all scratching they their They also heads. give you the same prognosis. Right, and so. Yes, do they know each other? No. Or is that just like I mean, standard? they're all colleagues. No, 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 they're all colleagues. No, because I was like, I was this person who came in looking really fit. The doctor right. even said, right, you look right. fit. You probably just have, you know, the flu or whatever. Right. And then my, my, then they started, um, they started with all the tests. And that's when they realized that, I mean, this doctor, which is very unusual, as you know, in this country to be diagnosed without a biopsy. They gave me my diagnosis even before I got biopsied. Okay. So because they saw, they, they found fluids in my lung. Yeah. Right. And right. so this emergency doctor who was so compassionate, so beautiful. I think she was Australian. She came, I remember being in bed and I couldn't breathe because I rushed to the hospital. I couldn't mm-hmm. breathe. Right. It was like 4 a.m. Right. And wow, you really know my book. I told you I started it. (laughs) I really appreciate that. And um, so she gave me, she, I remember her coming to me after she told me, oh, I'm pretty sure you look too fit that you probably have just the flu. She came and hugged me and she said, sweetie, you have cancer. Was she loving? Was she very loving? Very loving. Yeah. And that's a really important point. Very loving. That's a really important point. Yeah, because what I hear there, this is huge, is that like it could be some, like even the people that are full of love can be convinced of something that isn't true and can convince us to believe it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So so incredibly toxic, limiting, maybe fatal beliefs can come packaged through a loving expression. Absolutely. But here. The disease was already in my body. Yeah, yeah. So for me to say it doesn't exist, it's not going to help me. Sure, sure. Yeah, you were not in denial. You were, well, was, actually, you were. You were. You were denying. Tell me if you agree with this. You weren't. Again, you were. It's the same thing you just said. You're not denying the diagnosis. You're denying the prognosis. Exactly. Like, I, okay, I hear you. You guys are the experts in. I'll give you expertise in diagnostics. The end. Bye. Right. Now I'm going to go find some healers. Exactly. And I'm going to change the shit out of my lifestyle. Right. I'm going to educate the hell out of myself and embrace how, I don't care how different my life needs to be. I'm just going to go do what it takes because I ain't dying. That's, that's your deal. Chris, if you told me that that rat over the here, if I ate it because that is what's going to heal me, trust me, I will run after that rat and eat it. <laughs> okay. And I'm glad that's not the case. <laughs> 
sweet. I didn't see that in the book. Was that, did I, was that a... <laughs> so that's how badly that wasn't one of the recipes I garlic rat ginger rat ginger and turmeric come on <laughs> ginger and turmeric rat oh <laughs> my god missing a few things so, <laughs> so I, I just wanted to make sure that um, everyone knows that you know when you're given a, a prognosis by five doctors and my first, my response to them was, okay, let's cure it. And that was my, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Did, and I, did it, you say that out loud? I did. And I what did, was the, yeah, and, and what, they looked were, they at like, me like, were they like, <sighs> yes. Mm. Yeah, that's terrible. Well, that, then know, that, that's the part about Western medicine versus um, integrative medicine, right? Right. right. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, they can only do what they know. You know, I Roger mean, that. and they, they, well, I don't know about that. I don't know if I totally agree with that. Well, because they can know more. They can know more, but they choose not to. And that's not my job. Right. Well, well, okay. Right, right. And, um, I didn't. And to me at that point, it wasn't about trying to convince them. It was more about, yeah, like you have time for that. <laughs> I don't have time for that. And no, that's why because, you, because then even if you did convince them, what, what do they know now? Nothing. They got to go study right. stuff. So you're going to go find the experts, which you did. Right. And what well, I had to look from within first, you know, and I'll say this about that. Yeah, you did. And you became the expert. So right. one of the things you say about this amazing book that I'm going to, I have already, by the way, I already bought this for a friend. Oh, thank I bought you. it. I sent it to him today. Oh, thank you so much. It, he was diagnosed with stage four cancer yesterday. Oh, wow. So I see, yeah, I know. So he, this, he needs this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I forget what I was just about to say about that. No, so what, I think what we... Oh, were, oh, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Thank you. That was really good. Wow, you're good. <laughs> is that you became the expert. You said uh, you owned your expertise and you went and educated the hell out of yourself in every arena, right? And, and so now this is a step-by-step, -step, it's like a guidebook. It you is said it didn't exist, so you created it. That's what you said, like, that's why I did this, is because it didn't exist. So this is for people, right? It's not only for, like, I'm not diagnosed, right? But I'm getting so much out of this. But it is really for people who haven't diagnosed. It's like, okay, where's the guidebook? What do I do? Well, I think, Chris, it's for, two, it's, it's, it's for people who have been diagnosed with the disease. But also, I think it's, you know, it's also for the rest of the world. If you want to prevent any disease from ever happening in your body. Oh, that's beautiful. That's I beautiful. This is a book that you can actually Oh, that's use. awesome. I love that. So it's, it's also preventative. Right. right. It's like how to exactly. stay healthy, how to not become toxic. Exactly. And honestly, with what's going on today, I mean, the coronavirus, mm. remove, it's the, the grace of the coronavirus. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Hey, for those of you, you that are listening in the year 2050 to this, <laughs> there was this crazy shit that went down in 2020 <laughs> and, and it was only all over earth. Yes. Called the yes. coronavirus. Oh my. And we're in the whole deal right now. So yeah. I love that. And that applies to everything in the world. You know, so, so I don't know if you said it exactly like this, but I had a guest on the show recently whose father uh, killed his mother horrifically, horrifically when he was 12 years old. And, and, and he did all of his healing and has become a fam famous musician, guest on Ellen and all that. So he's just incredible. An NFL player, he has a Super Bowl ring, right? He really he took ownership. He reminds me of you so much. And he says, he said it, and he gave me goosebumps in the interview. And he said, 
and you may have said this also, uh, or you might just say it, but I sure as hell know you believe it, that life doesn't happen to us, it happens for us. I believe that. And I feel I, of course happen. you do. I mean, it's abundantly yeah. clear. Like that's yeah. his line. Life doesn't, and, and Byron Katie says that all the time too. And I love that. Life doesn't happen to us. So that's, that's the grace. It happens for us, right? By the grace of God or by the grace of whatever you believe in, you know, by grace, I, yeah. divine grace, whatever. We it happens for you. We have a choice on Everything. how we interpret things that happen Amen around that. us and to us. And I am not going to ever disempower myself ever, if I can help it, um, to ever think that something is not given to me as a gift. <laughs> okay, so let me, I, I couldn't love that more, right? So um, <clears throat> do you complain ever? Nope. Never? Nope. Oh, this is wonderful. Good. Because I get asked all the time because I'm always encouraging when I give talks or my coaching, one of the immediate invitations or challenges that I invite people to accept is to start eliminating complaining from your life. Okay. And I'm working on that, but I still complain. But Chris, you weren't given a death sentence. It's very different. Um, the pre-CV complained. The post-CV doesn't complain. And why is that? CV? Pre-C, meaning pre-cancer. Oh. I complain. Oh, the pre-cancer you. Right. Yes. Oh, okay. Thank you cancer. for clarifying all that. So right. what, you think I need to get diagnosed with no. cancer and to but stop that's why. But that's why reading my book. Yeah, right. Even though you don't have the disease. Okay, help me with this. Should accelerate your process. That's very interesting. In learning to be grateful yeah. for your life. And right. what does that really mean? Life is made of, there's always two ways. Of, and there's always, life is full of great things and life is also full of challenging things, right? right. Yeah. And yeah. when we love life, we have to like it. We have to love it as a whole. We can't, we can't love life a la carte. <laughs> that is Remember, I'm fun. a chef. Is I'm that, a chef. So you will find that I will be speaking in terms of food, <laughs> menu, ingredients, and tennis. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to go play tennis again. Maybe we'll play tennis one day. Oh, be careful. I'm really good. <laughs> you know, I love that. I love that about you. Let me just slow that down for a second here, okay? And then I want to get back to the complaining and all, because that's a big point. But you're, you're making too many damn good points at one time. Slow it down, would you? So, um, I, so a lot of time, I work with a lot of golfers and I play golf. And in, in, in a lot of sports, especially in golf, there's like this, this weird cultural habit where, you, you know, you meet somebody and, and for some reason, like you were talking about, golf, oh, you play golf, and they go, they don't, they don't say anything close to what you just said. They don't even just go, yeah, I love the sport. They go, well, I mean, it doesn't really look like golf. Or they'll say some self-deprecating bullshit. Like, well, I try. I mean, I suck. They always say, well, I mean, I play. I'm no good, but they always say, you just did the opposite. I'm like, oh, maybe we can get to play sometime. You go, well, you better be careful. <laughs> because I, because You're so I know unapologetic about your badassery that I think that that's absolutely beautiful and we need to learn from that. Joking aside, no kidding. You know, there's, the subtitle of my book, is the subtitle of my first book is which i love better than the title itself is the subtitle is confidently stepping into your own brilliance you have clearly done that 
Now let's get back to the whole, I didn't get diagnosed. I didn't get, I, I wasn't given a death sentence, right? This is a really important point, I think, for people. For me, I want to learn from this from you right now. I had a job right out of college that I, I was on a scalloping boat where you go out to sea and like you could be going out there for a month until you fill the boat up with scallops and it sucks. Yeah. Everything about it sucks except dinners. Those were really good. <laughs> but because you work for 18 hours nonstop, it's freezing cold. You're in the Northeast in November, the waves, it's a big, it's like it's, it's the, 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 the bathroom is the last place you ever want to go oh because you come yeah. out dirtier. Oh my it's, gosh. it's just a hard, I was sleeping on the floor. Hey. These guys were doing cocaine. It was like the whole thing was like a, it wow. was a train wreck, right? A couple things though, that I took away from that, that have, per, that have persisted. There's appreciation for a bed. And I'm not kidding. When I, when I go to sleep and when I wake up, it's like a habit. And I'm like, I love this. Mm -hmm. Like, I love this. Mm -hmm. and maybe I wouldn't have that gratitude and I'm sincere I have a badass bed and I appreciate the hell out of it every time I, I lay my head down every time I, I sit up I'm like man this is comfy I love this bed this is so what a blessing what a just what a luxury and I really appreciate it and it came from that experience I don't know that I would have that and I think it's beautiful because it's legit it's genuine appreciation gratitude right and showers yes and yes. showers Right. I get a shower and I'm like, oh my yeah. God. And those two things came from that horrific experience. So, so you're sent now. So do we need, I might play a little bit of devil's advocate here just for fun because you're an expert here. Um, do we need tragedy to really get the same depth of learning? Okay. I hope not. <laughs> Me too. You know, and I hope that I think there's a reason behind certain things happening to certain people. And, you know, aside from me having had cancer and trying to figure out why I was given that and the reasons behind that, because obviously, you know, someone up there really had a belief in me. Right. Um, and I see it as a compliment. God, I, I'm, you know, I'm Catholic, so I will refer to God because it's, it's the only person I turned to in a way when I was diagnosed and given that prognosis for help um, because there was nobody else who was giving me any hope because everywhere I turned, they said, you have six months. So I'm like, no, God's the only person that can give me that mm -hmm. because my story has been written. But I also believe that God doesn't give you anything you can't handle. And so I always say, I prayed not for things to go away. I pray for, for him to give me more strength. Oh, yeah. I love, I love that part, too. That was one of the notes. Right. Yeah, yeah. That was in the beginning. Um, right. when and you, were you need taking, that. What's that? And you need that because. Yeah. Yeah. You, you weren't like being a, a victim baby. You were like, heal me. Yeah. Heal. Take it away. Yeah. You, you weren't that. You're like, all right. No, I'm not asking you to take it away because I created this. Yeah. I own that shit. All right, I got this, but I could use some help. Right, exactly. That's what I said to him. Yeah, I don't take. This I love that. that. That's worth repeating. Yeah, don't no, take. I love away. that. Right, because because that's that is beautiful. You how many times are you going to plan on giving me goosebumps during one interview? For well, I'm giving myself goosebumps. Cut it out over there. <laughs> so don't cut it out. 
So yeah, it, it's like, that's so beautiful because it's prayer and ownership. Like, yeah. isn't that neat? Like, you know, a lot of times maybe people pray themselves into victim thinking. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. And you're not, you're not like, take it away, fix it. No. Take this bad thing away. No, you're like, Grace, you're like, Roger that, got it. I created this word, no problem. We're good. I could use a little help though. Right, yeah. That's the humility. That's and the ownership. It's ownership married right. to humility. Yeah. The accountability. Yeah. And the lessons in humility. Mm-hmm. Okay, right oh, there. Yeah. There we go. Humility. Lessons in humility. And it is because I had to ask. I had to ask for help. But at the same time, understand that I am walking into being great. If I learn, when I learn all the lessons I'm supposed to. And now having discovered my purpose along the way, to me, that's true greatness. Is recognizing that this is not about me, even though my body was used for this message to come out. Mm, mm, wow. Right on. I'm the vessel. And I, this is part of my story. I'm living my story. And when you know you have a story and there's things when you reflect back in your life, Chris and you and I, I'm 53, no, maybe 54 this year. I don't even remember how old I am now. I mean, this was at 49 when they told me I wasn't even going to celebrate my 50th birthday. Are you fucking kidding me? No. (laughs) No. So, you know, I get to tell, I get to say that. And so knowing that and knowing that God is behind me, and, you know, and, and when you talk about how every morning and every night you think you're thankful for having your bed, well, guess what? You know, I do this thing where I will share with you where every morning well, before I get up, I quickly do a body physical scan and I say, I fucking feel great. Nothing is hurting. Thank mm-hmm. you, God. Let me know. Give me guidance today. Give me grace show me how I can be of service to others today. What can I do for you today? And then when I go to bed, I say, well, hold on, right there, then right before you go to bed though, right after you wake up, you do that. And then you go have hot water with lemon. Yeah. Chris, I well, feel look, like I, know, can't, I can't see this is people know what my routine is. Yeah. Well, what the hell? You, should, <laughs> you don't want them to know that don't put it in the book. <laughs> I, you know what? You're the first one to interview me. And I've had several podcasts interview where you're actually really breaking this down and showing me that you've read the book, <laughs> you know, and knowing these little details, which it's really important. This is important. So this yeah. is a beautiful, I completely and 100% endorse the hell out of this book for everybody possible Be, because it, it's, this is a book on mental toughness for Christ's sake. Now it's not just that there's a whole shitload of recipes and all these practices and, and exercise and that health delicious. stuff. And I'm I'm a, such a badass chef. Let me tell you that. <laughs> of course you are. You know, this, that's why I was saying you remind me of Laura Jane Bolton because she knows so much shit about so much shit and so do you. Like it's mind boggling. Of course, now this being a mental toughness podcast, we are really, really hyper focusing on, on the, the thing that you started all with, which is mentality. Yeah. Well, give yourself the- Without the right mentality, none of this is going to happen. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the thing is, as you, you know, read the first few pages of my first, my intro is I'm empowering the readers to let them know that they still have a decision to make. That's that's a decision. Okay, so that, thank you for that unplanned segue. (laughs) So on page 69, this is really powerful. The sentence, 
uh, starts the second paragraph says, if you're waiting for a scan result to know whether you will live or die, you clearly have not made the decision to live. Oh my God. Boom! Yes! Come on! <laughs> oh my God, I, I, Chris, that affects me in such a physical way. I believe that. Yeah, like, of course. You're like, all right, take, do you have the results? Am I going to die? What, what do we got? Like, wh what are you doing? You're letting all the, the external world govern your belief system, right? So that's so beautiful to me. That's the decision. That's the ability that we have is to decide that, that the Western medical model may completely um, contradict. Yeah. Is that yeah. you don't decide. I'm the, I'm the expert. I'm the doctor. I decide. Okay. Science decides. All right. The medical the journals decide. Right. Relax over there. Sorry, bad news, but you're dead. Right. Right. No, it's um, it, we again. It's it's about taking the power back. I am not going to relinquish power um, when it's mine. Right. It's it's mine. Yeah. And I think that when you say a badass, Chris, and mental toughness. It's always checking in and thinking, am I, am I giving up my power here or not? Am I allowing other circumstances dictate my outcome? Is this something within my control? And I think, again, if you tie it back to the current situation, mm. is I think that I'm You mean able the, co the, co the COVID-19 virus? Is I'm able to thrive during this environment because it's like I went through cancer. I mean, this is nothing. This is You're a like, give me a break. But, yeah. but let me ask you a question. <clears throat> I want to come from like, have you had anybody who's had a loved one uh, die of stage four cancer to come to you and talk to you about this? I can say, well, why, why, like, why, why? You know, he, I've had, I've husband, had a lot of people, I've had a lot of people talk to me. Even and how do you talk? Cause they didn't, they didn't, they didn't well, survive. Um, no, 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 no. Other people who are going through it. How about people? I'm saying people who, whose like wife or husband died right. and they're like a little bitter because like, well, well, they didn't make it. Like, like, right. and, and they had a great attitude. I mean, how do you respond to that? Like what if well, somebody like, I mean, it's true, right? Some right. people are diagnosed. And there's those stories like, you know, have you seen the Heal documentary? Yes, I have. Yeah, of course you have, right? And there's like the stories like yours. You should have been in that. And um, Anita Morjani, her story, right? Right. Right. And, uh, and there's lots of stories like that. But there's a lot of stories, right, where, although I don't hear them that much, of people who are diagnosed who had great attitudes, who, who, who you know, embraced integrative medicine, who changed their diet, who got really healthy physically, did everything, perhaps, uh, I mean, I can't say that for a fact, but I presume there are stories of that and they didn't live. Right. Right. I mean, there has to be stories like that, right? Oh yeah. There's more stories like that. I'm sure than the other yeah. way. And I'm not talking about stories of people who got diagnosed and just gave in and got complacent. Right. I'm talking about stories of people who got diagnosed and had your exact attitude and approach, but still didn't live. Right. What do you say about that? I mean, of course we're all going to die. Right. Right. All right. I mean, that's the whole, I mean, Buddhist, Right. I mean, we are, we, it's impermanence. It's knowing that. Can I just, I just want to make sure I want you to understand. I wasn't afraid of dying, Chris. Okay. I think that's, that's important. That's easy. Dying is easy. You just close your eyes and that's it. Okay. It's actually an easy way out. Wow. Okay. It's easier to die than to not, uh, than to live. 
Because to live, I mean, when I say to live, it requires work. It requires intentions. It requires you checking in and it requires you being aware. It requires you being enlightened. It's work. You're not supposed to sleepwalk through life. If you are in love with life, if you understand that you exist in this planet for a reason, and I do. So it's actually takes a lot more energy and a lot more from someone who is very well aware to live a fulfilled life than someone who's given a prognosis of six months and just saying, okay, I'm ready to go. Do you think that having been a competitive athlete assisted you in all of this? I think that's part of it. It's never just one thing, but I, I had to that reflect was... back. Um, you know, I really, I'm a believer that after what I had gone through, when you look back in your life, you recognize that you have been given everything you need in terms of acquisition of skills and mental toughness, all of these skills that you need to live your story. Had you, had you not prevented yourself from experiencing everything that was given to you. And that means not being fearful to go through pain, not being fearful to go through challenges and sufferings, because those are the things that are going to give you your muscle of resilience, your strength to flex them. And then Sisu. Hey, there's your Sisu right Sisu. there. I am 54, I think, this year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look at that. I don't even care because I don't care. Yeah, who gives a shit? I, I feel like I'm in my 20s, but, but here I feel much older than that, but that's a good thing. But so I really feel that when we take a look at life like that, it's so much easier to live and so much more a way to like live. It's, it's just, it's simpler. It's easier. Things just make more sense to you where I feel like, okay, thank God I was given all these challenges in my life mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that gave me the muscles and the strength and the the decisiveness and the belief and the the go-getter in me to go through what i'm going through what i went through uh three and a half years ago because it's not just the tennis when i was very young my father died when i was very young as i wrote in my book plane crash right 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 okay that is a huge I mean, when I look back, there are many things in my life that did not come easy that prepared me to be the badass I am today. Because I didn't say, no, 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 don't do that. Oh my gosh, no, that's too hard. No, no, I basically said, okay, I'm going through this. I, my, I lost my father. He didn't abandon me. Even though as a five-year-old, you think mm. he never came back. Do you think I know what abandonment meant back then, but later on. And then just like the, the life I chose, you know, prepares you for all these things that for the big story that you're about to experience in life. It's almost like when you graduate, you get to be rewarded with what I got. And that's the grace of cancer. And woo. Booyah. All right, let's talk about the, the designs. Okay, so this, like I said, um, the download came at the same time simultaneously with the title, The Grace of Cancer, as well as the images of the front and the back cover. Right. This is the Wabi Sabi. Yeah. It is Japanese. It is a Japanese um, 
um, way of living where the Japanese feel that when something is broken, let's just take a bowl, for example, when something, a bowl is broken by piecing it together. And what do they use to piece it together? The most most expensive and most valued metal, gold. So when something is pieced together with gold in Japanese culture, it's the, uh, there's beauty in the imperfection. Yeah, that's perfect. I love that so much. And this is so well thought out. I have learned to celebrate my imperfections and be comfortable in my own imperfections because I was so into being perfect that Mm. now I celebrate the, the imperfection is your perfection. I love that. That's so great. That's a perfect way to to wrap up. Thank you so much, V. Wow. I don't know if I've ever gotten goosebumps as, as frequently in as short a period of time on, on a Top Talks interview for sure. Well, I'm glad that's a good first right there. I'm ho- I hope I'm pretty damn sure I'm not the only one who's listening to this. <laughs> who that, that's the case for. So uh, where do you want people to, to go to get a copy of the book, The Grace of Cancer, Lessons in Humility and Greatness by Veronica Villanueva? Where should they go to get it? Amazon. It's Amazon's okay. bestseller. Um, Is it? Oh, yes, yes. Within, I mean, less than Oh, right. look at you go. Yeah, and it's been featured at the Entrepreneur Magazine. Holy crap. Yeah, and Kirkus Review. Job. You know, Kirkus Review is like one of the most, the oldest and the most traditional um, book reviewers in all times and known to be brutally honest. So when my publishing company emailed me and said, your book has been reviewed by Kirk because I'm like, I held my breath for a little bit. And I'm like, oh my God, I know about them. They're really brutally honest. And I'm like, what did I say? Good stuff, obviously. That's so, beautiful. Well, uh, I'm, not, I'm not surprised about that. Well, so they're saying, the Entrepreneur um, Magazine did say they included eight books. So they re- ranked my book as number four must read during the coronavirus. There you go. <laughs> and, I'm, and, and that's what I'm saying. I, I, you know wow. what? I feel like, yes, it's about cancer. But if you are very enlightened, you will know, you will take the lessons that I've learned and, and, and that I've written in this book and use my own experience yeah. so that you don't have to go through the pain and suffering that I went through and use that so that you could be thriving in your life. Amen. Where should people uh, follow you or reach out to you? So Instagram, it's very easy. Badass belief coach. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Yes. And guess what? I didn't get, I didn't give myself that name. It's somebody else. And I'm like, okay, it sounds good. I'll use it. it. Badass belief coach. My website is of course my name, Veronica And um, it's exciting. I am, you know, I am creating all kinds of different products and, I'm going to Is there anything that. that you want people listening to know about? Well, um, yes. I mean, I, I feel like I've spent the last three and a half years not only healing myself, building my body back, building my mental toughness. And we, there's always room to build more, right? And so, and now, and because I've seen, and there, because the book is out and a lot of people have, have approached me and I would tell them, and because cannabis, for example, is one of the things that I use as one of the healing protocols. And so I'm, I have a partner, um, you must know probably Charlotte Webb. Um, and so my partner is an incredible heart too, has an incredible heart where he helps heal kids 
who has um, who suffer from um, epilepsy. And his daughter was born with about 126 seizures. Oh no, wasn't born, got vaccinated and got epilepsy as a result of that, was having 126 seizures a day. So he quit what he was doing as a professor. And now he, um, for over a decade, partnered with another company, Charlotte Webb, to um, have cannabis heal these pediatric kids. Oh, wow. So he and I teamed up together okay. and created a cannabis line for healing. What, so where do we go for that? So um, we are launching it in the next two months. It's called Alive, Well, and Thrive. Alive? And well, and well, Thrive. and Thrive. Yes, and that basically describes my healing stages. Oh, Roger right that. Will that be a website? Yes, yes. So that's it. Alive, well, and A-N-D? And thrive, ampersand. So at first I had to choose to be alive. Then I had to take actions in being well. And from being well, sorry, not enough to be a cancer survivor. I need to thrive and flourish to be a warrior. So thrive. I'll alive. put all that in the show notes, but I just want to clarify for people that aren't going to be ever looking at the show notes that are only listening to this in podcast form. It's alive, well, and, which mm -hmm. is in the... Yeah, ampersand, thrive and thrive. And thrive.com. Dot com, yes. Perfect. Exciting, it's exciting. I'm really happy. I, I really believe that healed people have the responsibility of healing other people. And we Amen. know that the world needs a lot of healing right now. Well, thank you for the way that you're uh, showing up in the world and, and inspiring people to take ownership and to become the badasses that they are designed to be. Yes. You rock. You rock, my friend. So, so great to meet you. Thank you so much for all of this. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. And it was really wonderful being able to laugh. That's, you know, vitamin L, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right on. Amen to that. Thanks, V. Thank you, Chris. That was a good one. Wow. What a, what a powerful way to choose to live, huh? powerful thing to choose to live <laughs> and then how powerful she chooses to live after the decision to live. I'll tell you, there's a lot of takeaways in that one. That was phenomenal. I hope that you got out, out of that as much as I did. I mean, some of the takeaways for me is she said that cancer is neither a punishment nor a reward. It just is. It's like a wake up, but she calls it grace. And uh, that like by the grace of God, right? Thank God that that had happened to snap her out of the toxic lifestyle that she created, that created cancer in the first place. So she's not satisfied with surviving. She's only interested in thriving. I love the whole concept of the Finnish term Sisu, which is beyond grit and perseverance. You can't love life a la carte. You got to love the whole program. <laughs> That's pretty great. Uh, so, oh, she really, that was a mic drop. She caught me off guard when she said, Chris, what she did? She's like, Chris, you see, I wasn't afraid of dying. Dying is easy. Living, really living, is tough. -ah. Good stuff. All right, well, as always, uh, thanks for joining. And if you aren't, as a reminder, if you're not getting my, um, the notifications of these new interviews of Tough Talks as well as my blog post, that's the same notification, then I encourage you to get on to my uh, list for that, which you could just, at one time, you could get on both my lists. The other list is the Daily Dose, right? This is a copy of the book of the first 365 Daily Doses. If you're not familiar with what that is, very briefly, what it is, is I send out every single morning, 365 days a year, I send a message 
to your email inbox at 6 a.m. your local time, wherever you are in the world. And it's a, uh, it's a nugget of mental toughness in 30 seconds or less, right? Take you 30 seconds or less to read it. Hopefully you'll think about it for the remainder of the day. So if you'd like to get on both of those lists, you can do it with one click. Go to ChristopherDoris.com backslash lists, L-I-S-T-S. Name and email, click, and you got it. All right, folks, until next time, create miracles. Mm -hmm.